please stand clear of the doors. So, guys, we're going on the Carousel Progress today. Cannot wait. It's one of my most favorite attractions over at Magic Kingdom. Cannot wait to see that cute little dog, Buster. You talking about sport? I thought you were talking about Queenie. Welcome to episode 99 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Today we will be giving the his on the Carousel of Progress. So what do you guys think of the Carousel of Progress? Alex? Um, it's all right. Yeah, uh, I figure you're not going <laughs> to oh like this Lord. one. <laughs> I know. Uh, even though it's like an iconic ride at Magic Kingdom and, you know... Uh, <laughs> you 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 like to go to get out of the heat, right? And take a break. Well, oh up, yeah, take a I mean, break. It's a great, it's a great stretch reliever from your feet and get out of the heat. Oh yeah, you know it's right there by uh, the people mover, right? I mean, I feel like they need to split these rides, like they needed to go ahead and like kind of um, you know separate them because I like to go on the Carousel of Progress. I mean, it's a great. I love the attraction, right? But I also like to go in there and get, get out of the hot sun. Mm-hmm. You're sitting in the AC and you, you get to enjoy. You have like, what, about 30 minutes? I'm sure we're going to talk about it here in the mystery how long it is, right? Uh, but we, I mean, the, um, the people mover is also right over there. Right. We need, to, we need to do the history in the people mover. Do we? We, we did, did the people mover. We did mover. the people mover. Did we do the people mover? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, we 99 episodes. It's a lot of episodes. It's a lot to kind of remember, right? <laughs> But I think they need to split these kind of right because I love going on the people mover to kind of get off my feet, you know, right. and take a little bit of a break. The carousel progress is right there. I, I wish they would separate them so I can go ahead and, you know, kind of split up my breaks from walking around the park. But uh, <laughs> how about you, Jen? Um, uh, how about you, Jen? What, what, what do you think of this ride? This is one of my like definitive childhood memory rides. So it's always, you know, been a favorite for me. Yeah. What do you give it as a rating? Um, An eight for nostalgia. Yeah, how about you, Alex? I give it a so I don't know. I want to get say like a six, but I feel like that's kind of harsh. Just skip um, it, man. Just give once it, they update it, so harsh. So once they update it, it'll be a lot better. So you know what? I th- haven't been on in a while, so I think I'm gonna go with seven. Go ahead, Jen. Once they update it, they'll update it eventually, what? right? They gotta update it. I mean, come on. I mean, uh, we're we're it's like what in the future? The future is now, the- old man. <laughs> We're like way past those things. I, mean, I got my VR headset here, you know. I get the like that uh, the grandma. At the, oh, you got yours in the in the studio. <laughs> yeah, I brought it out. Why? I don't know. Because we should do the we should do the episode in VR. Let's do it, Jen. You gotta get a VR headset so we can do it in VR. There's like cool things you can do on this. We can be we, we can be like Nathan's in the same room, begging for oh, one. You, you need to get one. He he would love it. He would absolutely love the VR headset. Um. But let me go ahead and I'm going to give my rating. I'm going to give it, you know, I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Yeah. I'm going to bump, I'm going to bump it up to that half because of the nostalgia, you know, uh, it's almost a must ride for me every time I go to Magic Kingdom. And let me explain why, because it's almost never a wait, right? True. So, you know, when, when you go to Magic Kingdom, usually as an annual pass holder, what you do is you get your, your fast passes and then you have your rides or, or attractions that you go on that there's usually no wait. Right. So you got like the people mover. Usually there's no wait. Carousel I wonder why. Progress, 
because it's, it's so fast. <laughs> no, no, okay. It's like it's always moving. The thing never almost never stops, right? Right, right. Same thing with the carousel of progress. It's kind of like it's always loading new people. Haunted right? Mansion like, never stops, but there's always a wait. Because sometimes it has to stop to get people on and off. Sometimes. It's kind of tricky, you know, getting on and off the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> you can fall down. Yeah. People like to stop and look at the bats on the little thing right here. <laughs> See, Jared's rating uh, Carousel Progress seven and a half. That's that's not bad. That's not bad, right? Uh, but I think it's definitely. Do you, do you have to ride go on this attraction every time you go to Magic Kingdom, Jen? No. How about you, Alex? Not every time. I don't know the last time I've been on it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Let's get There's to the his on the Carousel of Progress. And tomorrow's just a dream away. Man has a dream. The Carousel of Progress is an attraction at the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. This is a rotating theater with an audio animatronics family progressing through the 20th century, highlighting the advancement in technology. This iconic ride is said to have been Walt's favorite, officially opening in 1964 at the World Fair. It was moved to Disneyland and now Magic Kingdom. This ride starts just before the turn of the 20th century and brings us to the future alongside the average American family, John, Sarah, James, Patricia, Grandma, Grandpa, and even Uncle Orville. Because of the technological advancements in the real world, this ride has and will require many updates. Guys, let's talk about the elephant in the room. What, okay. Alex interjecting his opinion into the history there? That's true, he did. What's right? my opinion? What did I say? The ride has and will require many updates. It has, it has a lot of updates. <laughs> Every 10 years, it had to be updated. That, that's not the elephant, though, right? Okay. Let's talk about the zombie girl that's in the beginning. What are you talking about? Okay. The very first scene, there is a girl there, right? With blonde hair. She's in the first scene, but she's not in any of the other scenes. What girl are you talking about? And what makes you, that a zombie? I just Wait, okay, so what's it. the first scene? Hold on. Walk me through. What's the first scene? The first scene is them and they are, it's like no electricity and stuff like that. And they're in the room. I should have watched the video before we, we watched it. But there is definitely a girl there that she is not in any of the other scenes. It's the daughter, is it but, not? No. Because so there's the two daughters. There's so there's the mom mm -hmm. and some little girl. And they're doing, they're like doing something yes. with clothes. You're right. right. You're right. But then there's a teenage girl. Yes. She's there doing something else. And then the son and yep. then the uncle. Yeah, but there's right. some random girl there. She, she's like not, she's not there for the other scenes. Listen, well, it was turn of the century. Yeah. And were we not going through the Kids. Spanish flu? That's what they were. That's what people, that's, of course, there's all these like theories. <laughs> and conspiracies I mean, I'm just there. saying. And that's one of them is that she had some type of uh, virus or something like Didn't that. Didn't make it through the Spanish flu. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of them. Uh, but I, I, I really want to know what that's all about. Do we mention that girl at all in here, Alex? No, because you're the only person ever realized about it. We, we mean many people have realized how you're not really. She's a part of the show and then she's not in any other scenes. Of all the research I did, I didn't find anything about this zombie girl. Maybe she's. It's not maybe I mean, I wouldn't call her a zombie. She's just there and she's gone. There's lots of things that could have happened. Child trafficking. Uh, she could be the she could be the hundredth uh, ghost at Haunted Mansion. She could be. Um, like I said, Spanish flu. That seems the most probable. She could have been a neighbor girl just helping out because that's it's true. boring. Oh, good point. That's there's good. nothing else to do. That's true. <laughs> the the not a hundredth ghost, but the one thousand one thousandth ghost. <laughs> Ghost. What? Can you please say that again? One thousand? 
Hey, guess what, guys? If mm-hmm. we have listen to this, okay, yeah. this is this is me, my number one question. Okay. Right? <laughs> if we have Bob Gurr on our show, yes, which it could be a possibility, right? All Maybe right. it's a small possibility, but it's a possibility. <laughs> I'm gonna ask him. I'm like, tell me about the tell me about the girl in uh, Haunted Mansion. And he'll Why like, is she only in one scene and not the other ones? Okay, well, you're going to sound like a, a fool if you say Haunted Mansion. Oh, sorry. I'm Carousel <laughs> Progress. Well, he probably did that one, too, right? He, he, he worked on all of those early rides. You're going to have somebody of this caliber on the show. We should probably have our Well, I'm going to have it written down. Like, I'm going to have, like, a, a, you know, like, a questions. Like, I'm going to have, a questions written down. Maybe, like, one question. That's me, my one question. <laughs> In the late 1950s, Walt planned on expanding Main Street USA by adding in two districts, International Street and Edison Square. In Edison Square, there would be an attraction hosted by what was referred to then as an electromechanical man. This animatronic would chronicle the evolution of electricity in the home from the late 19th century until the present time and beyond. After each scene, which featured GE appliances, the audience would have to move to the next room to continue the show. This attraction was so close to being developed, it was named GE Harnessing the Lightning and had multiple drawings of the future set. Walt was the one that halted the attraction, deciding that the technology that was available to them was not up to par with what he envisioned for the ride, so the attraction was shelved. In 1963, GE reached out to Walt to have them collaborate on Pavilion for the upcoming World Fair. Walt knew that with GE's help, he could create the ride he envisioned and presented the Electric Progress Show. While planning the future attraction, Disney Imagineers perfected their audio animatronics. They used the technology used for the Tiki Room and Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. The leading Imagineers, Bob Gurr and Roger E. Brogy, came up with a new concept of the Carousel Theater. The audience will now be able to stay seated while the stage turns, allowing all the scenes to be shown while the audience stays comfortably in one place. The attraction opened on April 22, 1964, as GE's Progress Land, a part of GE's Pavilion, Progressland was taken straight from the original idea of harnessing the lightning, with not much changed. What a sight for the audience to see, a moving stage and on it moving robots. During the attraction's run, the wait time was sometimes over an hour, and every four minutes, the theater was packed, with over 200 people. With the fact that can load that many guests, it's unbelievable to think that any time, there could be 3,000 people waiting in line for this attraction during the World's Fair. 3,000 people waiting in line. Can you imagine waiting... In a 3,000 person line. We got um, I feel like we do that all the time at parks. I don't know. You don't think One there's 3,000 people in line for Flight of Passage when it first opened? No. Well, yeah, probably. I wouldn't wait in that line. You did, though, with me, remember? Yeah, never again. <laughs> there would easily be 3,000 people waiting in line for Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, well. Yeah. There would be, right? There would be. There would be. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. there like the, you know, I was there the... Like the week it opened, and there was definitely a lot of people there. But I mean, ri- rise of the resistance. There's no line really because you have the boarding passes. That's what you're saying. That that's why it would yeah. be like that. Uh, but the World Fair. I mean, how many people attended the World Fair daily? Do you know what I'm interested to know? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm interested to know is we should do an. I know that the World's Fair is not Disney. Uh, Disney, right? But mm-hmm. he played a huge part in the World's Fair. I right. think we should do the history on the World's Fair because I'm kind of interested to know what other attractions. We're at the World's Fair. The People Mover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we, okay, so Small if you world. go back and you listen to um, the People Mover podcast, we went over that. Yeah. Well, Small we, World. I know the People Mover. Small Tiki World, room. right? Mm-hmm. This great, ride. Great moments with Mr. Lincoln. 
Yeah. Tiki but room. I'm wondering what else. Was it all Disney? Was this just like a Disney traveling show pretty much? You know, what no, else was this there? was their pavilion. Well, I know, but I want to know it was like, so when you went there, it seemed like a lot of people, of course, were going to go to these attractions that Disney made. Right. Mm, right. So what were what else was there to kind of compete with what Disney was showing? That's what I'm trying to get at. Right. Is what else was there? Or was everyone just going and flocking to the Disney pavilion pretty much at the World's Fair? Or was it kind of spread apart? Because like 3,000 people is a lot of people. Yeah. Like, you know, um, waiting three, like 3,000 people waiting in line for one line for one attraction. I mean, I don't think there's, there was never, I don't think there's been like when you're on, like when we were waiting in line for a flight of passage, I don't think there was ever 3,000 people waiting in line at once. That's a lot of people. Uh, have you not been in the line when it was all the way through Pandora? Like, all, to yeah, half yeah. The park, all the way to half we, a park. We were at a festival at the Lion King when we were waiting in I line. Think, I think one time the line started at Himalayans. Steve is saying that <laughs> Flight of Passage does 1,400 guests per hour. And uh, um, see, um, Carousel Progress does 720 guests per hour. So, I mean, so yeah, yeah I, I mean... I've waited, I guess. I we we wait. Well, how long do we so wait? So in one theory, day? Four hours? if you're if you're if you're running that at full capacity, flight of passage. If the if the wait is greater than two hours, then yeah. you are in a three thousand person line. Yep, and that, I guess that's true. I guess it's like that a lot. I mean, yeah. I would say that's probably the average is probably about two hour wait. I think for flight of passage. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe probably more certain times a day for sure. Yeah. But yeah, this was definitely a big part of the World's Fair. But still, I think it would be kind of cool to kind of do some of the history on the World's Fair to see what else was there. Yeah, do, mean, do a thing that the World's Fair, anything the World's Fair had to do with Disney. So, I don't know, Disney's impact on the World's Fair. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I think that'd be really interesting because, uh, you know, I, I mentioned a couple of times in a couple of other shows that we have done. I grew up right by the World's Fair mm-hmm. in Flushing. That's where it was taken. That's where it took place. And uh Flushing, you know, played a big part in my life, still does. I'm a huge Mets fan, so. The show followed a family through the 20th century as technology progressed making life easier and more entertaining. The host was the father of the family, who was voiced by Disney legend Rex Allen. Allen starred in over 40 Disney westerns and was a familiar voice to many guests during this time. The attraction had six theaters connected by divider walls that would revolve clockwise around six fixed stages. They were identical load and unloading theaters with a dazzling wall of light, the kaleidophonic screen. After the show, guests would visit different levels of the building to continue their journey through the progression of electricity. Along with Disney's success of Progress Land, he also had It's a Small World, harnessing a lot of positive feedback at the World's Fair. Progress Land ran until October 17, 1965, but because of its amazing attendance, Disney decided to bring it home to Disneyland. There were only a few things that changed once the attraction made its arrival to Disneyland. The World's Fair's opening was set between 1880 and 1900. Now, Father said it was the turn of the century. Some of the animatronics were updated, and the voiceover acting of the mother was redone. A big change was a post-show, before it was levels of GE technology, but now it was just an upstairs. This was the location of Walt's model of Progress City, his future idea of Epcot. Mother and father would narrate how they lived in Progress City and would inform guests of what life there was like. The giant model would later be moved to Epcot, where little more than half of it is intact today. Walt himself described Carousel Theater of Progress in a video where he said Act 1, the time is just before the turn of the century, and father, the host, tells joys of living in the pre-electric era. Next is the 1920s. The family has contraptions to make life more enjoyable, one being the new crystal radio. Act 3, the fabulous 40s. 
is the age of television and the electronic era. The last act has a family enjoying life together with the leisurely push-button living. July 2nd, 1967, Carousel Theater of Progress opened at Disneyland, along with the revamped Tomorrowland. You talk about the people that died on this ride. I do I do not, because I honestly did not see too much about that. And my wife brought one aspect up to me about it, and she found it. And I think she sent it to me, but uh, no, I don't. Because I, I do. I think about that every time we um, go on this ride. Do you know why, what, what makes kind of, what kind of triggers that memory? Does, uh, the moving, the moving is that <laughs> the theater. What, is that what people, is that how people are like past? Is, so, is that how they're getting injured? So they're, when it, yeah, they squashed. Yeah. When it are they, are, are they like kind of get in there? Like one it was nice a, person? No, it was a cast you? member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That because there is no, that's why they're huge on the um, stay in your seat, stay in your seat. It was a cast member that died. That, that, that happened not too long ago, huh? It was when it opened in Disney World. It's a, it's a minor concern of mine. Why? Are you, are you scared? Are you like when you're getting on the ride, are you kind of like, oh, hurry up, guys, jump in there? No, it was more the when my kids were younger. A set, oh, wait. Nine days after the attraction opened, an 18-year-old hostess was accidentally crushed to death between two walls of the building. Kind of it a downer, Biden. Between 10.35 and 10.40 p.m. I think she was just really tired from working all day or something. I feel like it doesn't move very fast, you know? But, I mean, it happens on Small World, all the, like, not all the time, but it's happened on Small World when it kind of like one of the boats kind of, you know, that's the reason why it's important for you to kind of follow the directions. Might be a good idea, right? That's why people need to make sure that they are doing what they should be doing and not getting out of their seats. I bet they fix the walls. I bet they're like breakaway right now or something. You think so? I'm sure they had to make changes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, changes. I'm getting I'm getting after confirmation that they are from uh, somebody who's creeping in my room. They are Creep. breakaway. That's what she says. Why would they be breakaway? Why would you not just go ahead and make it so if something is like there, it stops? Because you have to go on with the show. What are you talking about? If someone's there, like it should just stop turning for a minute, right? Yeah, I don't know. Like you have these. How does she know it? How does she know this, Jen? No idea how she knows it. Are you sure she is? Is she for sure? She does not I, know it. He, she did research on it, is what she said. What? Why should? Why should you research on it? I have no idea. Why. Ask her why. Ask her she, why. She left. Oh, hey. Like a garage door opener thing, like Steve says, right? So if there's some type type of sensor there, if someone's in the way, why does it just stop? There's no breakaway. There's no way. There's got to be a sensor. Now you got these saws, like these chainsaw things, like like a table saw, right? If your finger's on it, it stops. Why can't they just have that? Oh, yeah. It wasn't even Carousel Progress. It was the show after Carousel Progress that we haven't talked about yet. Oh. Oh, America Sings. Ooh, I know fun facts about that. Let's get to it. In the early 1970s, the attendance of Carousel of Progress was dwindling. And GE actually ran a study that showed 80% of guests who rode the attraction were either Anaheim locals or repeat visitors. GE did not feel like their money was being well used, so they asked Disney to move it to the new Magic Kingdom, which just opened. There they would reach a new audience and get better exposure. Disney agreed. They even lucked out because they had already drawn up blueprints for KSL Progress to go into Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom. GE was willing to sign a new 10-year contract, but with it some stipulations. One being a new song had to be written. The Sherman Brothers wrote a new song called Best Time of Your Life to replace Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, which they had also written. On September 9, 1973, 
The carousel of progress closed, but not for long. The building was used for an attraction to celebrate America's bicentennial, called America Sings. This salute to American music had animatronic animals singing and dancing. Construction began in Magic Kingdom in 1974 and was completed by 1975. Some changes were made to the attraction while it was being reassembled. The script received an overhaul and with it a recasting of the voices. The father was now being played by Andrew Duggan, Murdoch Lancer from the hit show Lancer. Mel Blank, aka Bugs Bunny, who voiced Cousin Orville, was the only voice actor who was retained. The famous kaleidoscope curtains that were shown during the pre-show were replaced with generic silver curtains due to the curtain's difficult upkeep. The final scene was changed to New Year's Eve in the 1970s, while the other scenes just received minor cosmetic changes. The family dog did not change much. He was originally white and named Rover at the World's Fair, and was brown and named Buster at Disneyland. Magic Kingdom continued with the brown dog, but decided to change its name for every scene. The carousel itself was also changed, from moving clockwise to counterclockwise. On January 5, 1975, Carousel of Progress opened, along with the new Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom. So come on, man, give us some of these facts, Jen, for America Sings. America Sings? Well, there's not a whole heck of a lot other than at Disneyland. Um, some of the characters that are in um, the in Splash Mountain are original characters from America Sings. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. You know which ones? They were pointed out to me. But I well, couldn't tell you. I mean, I feel like it was. Oh, so you, you were on the ride, whatever. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Whatever. Different scenes. You know, you kind of like when you when you go to both parks, you kind of compare the two, like which ride is better at this park kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And so Splash Mountain, we feel like is better themed at Disney World. But I think it's because everything, you know, the, a lot of the characters look a little bit more aged, I guess, in um, the one at Disneyland. And that was part of the reason was because they were recycled from that America Sings. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about the animatronics now that are there? I think they're pretty good for being like 19, for being so old. Yeah. Yeah, they're good animatronics. I mean, they're, they're no, what is it? The Wicked Witch that did all the crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah it's now the redhead. Yeah. Over at Pirates, yeah, mm -hmm. a T three thousand. But I mean, called. for what they for what they are, yeah, I think for yeah, I think they're I think they're good animatronics. Uh, what are the names of the dogs, Alex? You know, no, there was a whole bunch of, like Queenie was one of them, uh, another one, and then but I just watched a a video of the ride, and the whole time he's being called Rover. So maybe when they do the update later, they change it back to being Rover the whole time. Yeah, because that's what I remember is the dog being Rover. Yeah, the whole way through. Yeah, so maybe just during this this one where the song changed, which how do you guys feel about the song they used to have? Do you guys remember that song at all? I remember both of them clear as a bell. Which and one do you like better? Uh, well, the the one that they the one from before is like my childhood. Mm -hmm. Like I can hear my I can hear my my dad singing it. Best time of, of your life. Yeah. How's it go? The one that goes now is the time. Now is the best time. That song. Mm -hmm. I like the new one. It's not new though. It's old, but well, I'm, I'm, talk I'm talking about like the one that they have now. I like right. that one. It's yeah. pretty catchy. That's the original one, right? Yeah, that's the original one. Correct. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely pretty catchy. Oh yeah. I mean, you hear it like one time, and you're singing it for the next couple hours in your head and out loud. <laughs> yeah. Now I have to play the other one. Go ahead, play it. Now is the time. Now is the best time. Now is the best time of your life. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Oh, I do. Does it have to? It's pretty, so 
but it doesn't really talk about progress though, right? But but, but, but I guess it's, it's saying now is the time, now yeah. is the best time. So it's yeah, I see. Do you know what I'm really interested in? Is how it seems like they're moving this this attraction a lot, right? Do you think it, you can just pick up the Carousel of Progress and just move it somewhere? Is it movable? I couldn't find anything about how they moved it from, uh, from the World Fair to Disneyland, and then they just said they had to reassemble in Disney World. So I guess they just take parts of the background or whatever you want to call it, the stage, and they just take it apart. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a pretty unique kind of ride that it. I don't know. It's kind of like a big shopping cart. Has wheels underneath it. Just, <laughs> just buy a scene on airplane for the, each animatronic and <laughs> get them flown out. Oh my god, what a creepy! Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it is two story. I'm not crazy. What? Like I feel like the dis the one at Disneyland is two stories. It is. How? What do you or mean? Like you have to, you have to yeah, walk we, up we or about something? That. They had the they had the Progress City up there in the second story. Yeah. I'm like sitting here going, I know it was two story. I remember seeing it. Yeah, it is two story. With the last scene of the ride portraying the current era, when the 1980s rolled around, Imagineers knew that they had to update the carousel of progress. The script was slightly updated and the minor character voice actors were replaced. The last scene was changed from the 1970s to the 1980s. It stayed that way until early 1990s. Tomorrowland received a makeover, which almost caused carousel of progress to be replaced. There were blueprints and drawings of the new Tomorrowland, where a new attraction called Flying Saucers was placed where Carousel Progress stood. The ride was not developed due to lack of funds. The 1993 Tomorrowland rebranding also meant the rebranding of Carousel Progress to Walt Disney's Carousel Progress. The song for the ride was changed back to Beautiful Tomorrow, which the Sherman Brothers would later state as Walt's theme song due to his great optimism. The script was updated again, with a big fold being each scene revolving around a holiday. The father's voice was changed to Gene Shepard, famously known as the narrator in The Christmas Story. The grandfather's voice actor was replaced by Rex Allen, who provided the father's voice in the original script. There's still the usual introduction scene, which is followed by Act 1, Valentine's Day, celebrated around the turn of the century. Act 2 is set in the 1920s, while the family is preparing for the 4th of July celebration. Act 3, John the father tells us he has entered the rat race and is living in the suburbs while the family gets ready for Halloween during the 40s. The final scene was changed to what the 1990s envisioned as a future 21st century. It's Christmas Eve and the family's automated oven burns a turkey as grandma and the son play a virtual reality game with their headsets. All right, which one's your favorite scene? Hmm... I like the one where it's uh, the rat race one where they kind of, it's like fall. Like the 40s and 50s? I think so, yeah. And it's like yeah, fall, right? That's, has like, yeah, that's my favorite too. Hall- it's a Halloween scene. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do like that one because of that for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think it's amazing that they brought back the original voice for the father to play the grandfather. I think that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Little things you find out from listening to this podcast because I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. So the question I have for you guys, let's say they are going to redo it and they're going to add a new future scene. What should be in it? It should be like the Jetsons. Is, flying yeah. cars. Flying cars would be a good one, right? That'd be yeah. something cool I mean, to We'll add. never get flying cars. People are too, they're too uh, untrustworthy. Well, hold on one second. Did you not see that video I posted? To, I, I sent to you yesterday with a guy flying 
Yeah. Like, like he he's fl- he was flying around like no problem. Right. Like but this army guy was just that's flying someone around. who knows what he's doing. Can yeah, you, I know. Can you so, believe, people can't keep in a lane from left to right? How do they keep a lane left and right and up and down? Because the car's just going to do it for you. It's just going to well, it's going to automatically fly you wherever. You yeah, need that to go. would be the only way for sure. I don't know. Future technology, like like almost like a Star Wars uh, room where the room changes to whatever you're doing. That would be the cool. most. That would be they the have most those now though. That'd be pretty cool though. No, they don't have those. Yeah, dude. Bill Gates has it in his house. It the room itself <laughs> changes and you yes, can walk. Man. You can walk yes, forever. I promise you. You and walk never run into a wall. What? No, uh, no, not like that. Okay. <laughs> well, that's. I know. So you're talking like a virtual reality room or something? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Food being given instantaneously from an area that just develops it. I mean, you know, think of Star Trek. Think of you can think of futuristic stuff that what they can that add in there. Called on Star Trek, a hollow deck or something. No, I think well, the hollow deck is what I was talking about. Yes, the hollow deck. Okay. I love the hollow deck. The baseball move. The baseball, the baseball episode is the best. So, so then what would make me feel kind of sad is that, cause now the last scene is like classic. It's like nineties to me is what it looks like. It does look nineties um, for sure. So, um, <laughs> well, it's what the nineties thought the future would look like. They're like, right, nothing's so, going to be better than the nineties. So we're just gonna keep this, this aesthetic and just add futuristic stuff. So my, what would be a sad realization is, is let's say that, you know, Alex does get his way because, you know, we feel like sometimes the mouse is listening to us. So let's say Alex gets his way, right. And they redo the carousel progress. That means like our childhoods and and adolescence and things like that will all be some of the scenes from the past, which means (laughs) that we're old. And then that really sucks. Well, I think they can still keep those scenes. Like they can't just add a new scene. So you, you can't go from what the 1940s to like the 1980s. Well, they you're just gonna add, skip 40 uh, years. What about? I mean, like you can't do that. I guess you're they're right. gonna have to change it. Sure. They're gonna have to like every third, every 20 years, they're gonna have to start from 20 years later. So instead of starting <laughs> in a cent- turn of the century, they'd start in like 1940 now, and then go from yeah, there. That's true. That's true. Uh, we we gotta think about the, if we're looking at this picture behind your head, Jen. Right? Uh-huh. We have all of this stuff pretty much. We have the VR headsets. You yes. know, outside this, we had we have ours like right here. We we have Amazon to pretty much do everything for us and Google. Yep. So like you know him using voice commands. We we have all that. We have all this stuff pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I think we're gonna add like a future one. It would be a so we're we're on the moon. I think or no 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 we're you know no, we're living on the moon like we have like a base on the moon. Wasn't that Horizons or whatever that yeah. was that you? <laughs> yeah, that that was I think Horizons. But I I definitely foresee us having like a colony on the moon within the next twenty years for sure. I don't well, think. There's what'd any you just look at? Out. You looked at your timetable there. You looked at your <laughs> calendar. <laughs> Yeah, I did. He's got a countdown clock listed. I do. I check. Out, I till like, we colonize the moon. Yeah, I have like a little like uh, little check marks, you know, I, I cross off dates. Flying cars, colonization of the moon. <laughs> Mars, we're looking but at you. I think that would be like the f- a future one, be us on the moon, you right? Know, living in some type of colony. or they go crazy and they change it to how. It's almost impossible to live on Earth because of how bad we're taking care of the environment. Oh, so they're going to go dark. They're yeah. Go dark. So, they, so they go Wally. That's true. Everyone in that scene is a little too skinny, I would say. Well, I think they look normal, like average, I guess. The He's average family. About is, no, I'm, oh. talking, I'm talking about this family. The futuristic family, though. I wouldn't say the average family is that skinny in America. It's, I think it's scientifically proven. It's not. What are you, what are you trying to say about me, Alex? 
What are you trying to say about Jen, Alex? <laughs> why, why is it about Jen? I'm not the <laughs> most slender person in the world. <laughs> so he wants you to have a, a larger grandpa sitting in the back corner, you know, with the the beer belly or whatever. That makes yeah. it more realistic for Alex. That would push it up to what? A seven, 7.5 okay. for Alex. And then, yeah. <laughs> He's if like the all worst. body types were represented <laughs> in uh, and the dad, to be the dad yelling at one of his sons about getting a job and moving out. <laughs> he is like a, it has to have like a single parent, you know, <laughs> Alex, his range is going up with all these like sad it's things. So, it's so realistic. <laughs> you know, people, they're, they're not recycling. The world's going to hell. And Alex is like, Oh, 9.5. That's what I want. <laughs> In 1995, GE's contract expired, and they did not renew. All the GE references and signs were removed. In 2001, the ride closed down due to low attendance and would later reopen on a seasonal basis. Since 2003, it has been back to being open daily. In 2011, a slight refurbishment was made, upgrading the show computer and television. In 2016, the building received a cosmetic update. In early 2020, a Redditor shared a picture of the ride with Father John sitting in his rocker, with his left hand completely off, the hand laying on the floor next to him. In recent news, it is said that the attraction will receive an update for Disney World's 50th anniversary. One of the rumors is that Tom Hanks will replace Gene Shepard as the voice for Father. The final scene will also finally get its long-awaited update, adding in future technology. Okay, that's an update I can 100% get behind. Yeah. Tom Hanks? Yes. The Father I of America? Fully, I will fully <laughs> support and maybe we should start a petition. So I said to my wife and she's like, well, if they're doing that, wouldn't people know about it by now? I said, I know, like they would have to get that soon. But I was thinking about it. No, the, like the 50th comes in what, October, right? September. So they wouldn't yeah, have October. to do the refurbishment until like July. Or they might be keeping things like super under wraps to make it a big, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. That date is already sold out anyways for Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. You can't make a, a park pass reservation. But, uh... It's gone. The 50th, 50th anniversary is what? It's like uh, two years long, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, but the actual anniversary date where they would debut any of the stuff at that park, those park reservations are gone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They went I'm sure, like, really fast. I'm sure they'll, they'll have uh, some surprises. But yeah, an update to this ride, I think it'll be pretty awesome. Um, I don't know if they would have to update the animatronics. I mean, they don't, they don't move that much. They're behind those screens, so you can't really see them moving like intricately so it's not a big deal all they gotta do is what we said before add more technology figure out how they're gonna uh span the years between each other mm -hmm. my one concern would be i would hope that they would preserve this like style of animatronic because i'm not down with the whole like the frozen girls are fine because they're you know in in the ride because you know it's a cartoon and whatever but i wouldn't want to see that with like characters that you don't no, you know what I'm saying. The projected face. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I just I would I hope what, they did. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't want the projected face either. I wouldn't want the projected face because it's more like a cartoon feel. Right. right. Yeah, as you're saying. Yeah, I think so too. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. There are four hidden Mickey's in the final scene: a Nutcracker on a mantle, white peppermill in the kitchen a painting on the dining room wall, and a plush Mickey with the presents. There are 32 animatronics in total. The voice of the grandmother is Janet Waldo, who voiced Judy Jetson from the 1960s cartoon, The Jetsons. Outside the window in Act 3, Imagineer 
Herb Ryman's name can be found on a sign for a law office. The voice of the daughter is Debbie Derryberry, who also voiced Jimmy Neutron. The voice of the radio personality, Noel Blank, is the son of Mel Blank. A note on the bulletin board in Act 4 reads, Marty called wants changes, a reference to Marty Sklar, the former head of Walt Disney Imagineering. Um, but so this fun fact here about Noel Blank and Mel Blank being the same, you know, show is kind of interesting. A father and son, you know, one recorded his original audio back in the day for the first script. It was never changed. And uh, now the son is part of it as a radio personality. It's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, it's kind of cool. I think this uh, quick fire, quick facts are, I mean, I think this kind of set that we have is kind of interesting because we have someone from Ju- um, from the Jetsons. Yeah. Jimmy Neutron, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this the whole it does. This whole ride has like a Jetson Jetsons type of feel to it because you're supposed to be going, kind of having a glimpse into the future, kind of like the cartoon, the Jetsons, you know, this. Yeah. This the last part of the attraction, at least. Yeah. No wonder um, she's so good at that game because she's from the future. Yeah. Uh, and no Jimmy Neutron. I mean, I love Jimmy Neutron uh, growing up. I watched a bunch of the, I pretty much like watched like all of them growing up. I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, so I think this, this quick fire, quick facts is pretty cool. We here at Diz Hits think Carousel of Progress is a great classic ride and are looking forward to possible updates. Dreaming of a Disney vacation? If you aren't able to go enjoy the resorts, then get yourself some three cheeky chicks wax melts. Studies show smells help bring forward memories, so these smells are a must-have if you want to put yourself back at these grand resorts. Go to MagicallyScented.com to order scents like Animal Kingdom Lodge. It's an earthy smell with sage, lemon, and lime. There is a Port Orleans French Quarter, which has fragrance of flowers, cotton, mandarin blossoms, freesia, and peonies. The Wilderness Lodge Melt smells of mahogany, blood orange, red pepper, sage, cognac, bourbon vanilla, golden amber, tonka bean, and sandalwood. The Vero Beach Melt will transport you with its orange blossom, star jasmine, velvet roses, and greens. Just visit MagicallyScented.com and use promo code DizHiz20 to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by Three Cheeky Chicks. That's Three Cheeky Chicks at MagicallyScented.com, promo code DizHiz20. That's Three Cheeky Chicks at MagicallyScented.com. So, Alex, you have any memories? Um, you know, not really. I've been on a few times, maybe like a handful of times. I can't remember anything in particular. I honestly can't remember the last time I was on it, to be honest. So I don't really have any memories. Okay, how about you, Jen? Um, I don't have it. There's not a specific memory that stands out to me, per se, but it does really have such a strong sense of nostalgia for me just because it was a ride that my parents always enjoyed um or attraction um that they always enjoyed going on every time we went and we were a disney family so you know we were there a lot and so we wrote it a lot and so that is it, it's truly my childhood when we go in and um see it and th- then i bring my kids because i want them to experience it and they're like really come on can can we do something else yeah so. mm-hmm. how about you joe uh, my, my memory is going on the attraction the first time with my son. Uh, he really, you know, my, my, I'm not much of a thrill seeker, you know, I'm not huge in the roller coasters. I'm just starting to like roller coasters, you know? Uh, so my it's definitely, my son's very similar to me and he, he likes this attraction. He, and, and for me, it's really nice because, you know, I, 
am tired easier now <laughs> I'm getting older. <laughs> so walking around all day, I'm able to kind of get a break, go in the AC and, uh, you know, I might rest my eyes a little bit in there. So, but I, I like going on the tr- attraction. My memories is going with him and him really enjoying it. Like this is one of those like small world carousel progress. Both those are must rides for him, which makes, makes it a must ride for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're that young animatronics, anything animatronic is awesome. Definitely. Yeah, it's true. And it has a cool dog, right? Yeah. Hey guys, it's Alex from Diz His. Soon we're going to be celebrating our 100th episode. We want to do something different, but we need help from our listeners. If you have any favorite memories from a past show or have any questions for us, park or non-park related, just email us at dizhis65 at gmail.com. If you have a favorite memory from a show, just send us the episode it happened on and what occurred so we can find it and replay it for the show. Just email the information or a question you have for us at dizhis65 at gmail.com. D-I-Z-H-I-Z-6-5 at gmail.com. Help us make our 100th episode special. Be sure to follow our social media, DizHiz65, on Twitter and Instagram. And relatively new, we have a Twitch stream account. Just go to twitch.tv, that's T-W-I-T-C-H dot TV, and search DizHiz. Be sure to follow us so you are notified when we start to stream. We sometimes put up spotlights in old episodes, but the best thing is Joe live streaming classic Disney games like Aladdin and Lion King. Sometimes our friend Remy from Remy's Roundtable will drop by to give us some Disney news. Just follow us and jump in when we are live. Joe loves to chat with fans, so start messaging away. You also never know who may stop by for a hang. That's Diz His on Twitch. Joe, what'd you do this week in Disney? So let's see. Well, first off, we have a. I uh, want to welcome one of our new Patreons, uh, Jared. He's um, you know signed up, and I just want to say thank you to him. Yeah, Yay, thanks. Thank you, Jared. Uh, um, so you can kind of get in on our craziness in Discord and watching us live on Thursdays. Uh, also, uh, we're going to do a giveaway. So let me go ahead and do the giveaway now. We're talking about Patreon members because our pa- Patreon members have uh, will be in this giveaway that we do once a month. And we are going to be giving away a wax melt from Three Chicky Chicks. All right. I'm just going to say, avoid the Rome burning. Why? Was, is it bad? Was, it was not. It was, it was just not. Did it smell like it or no? It smelled just like it, but you don't want your whole house <laughs> smelling like that. You really don't. I, I, I really dislike that part, like going through Spaceship Earth and you get to that part. I kind of oh, no, like, it's very pleasant in the ride because you're only in it for a few seconds. But oh, when you're yeah, surrounded yeah. by it in your home, it's a little overwhelming. You know, it's funny because I have in my This Week Disney, I was talking about melts as well because we got a whole bunch of melts last week uh, and we did pirate water. And my wife loves the smell of, you know, the, the pirate bromine? water. And uh, she Does put it, it on. Like it? No, she put it. She put it in. It was a week I had to go in the studio and do some history research. I came in the house. It just smells like of Earth. It's very similar to Haunted Mansion, which mm-hmm. I did not. I do not like. I do not like coming in my house and it smelling like that. We, we have to find a bromine candle. That's what she's looking for. You just you need something that has that scent. Okay. And then we also had Ohana pudding, which we put in afterwards. So much better. So that smells <laughs> so delicious. So you need food sense in your house. I need food, but yeah, food sense is good too. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're listening right now and you want to go uh, get a wax melt, you can get a discount. Our discount code is DizHis20. Just type in the discount code DizHis20. You can get uh, 20% off, I think it is. Is that right? 
And then I don't know if it's twenty percent off. I think it said this is twenty because we we got the deal in in twenty twenty. I don't know the percentage okay. off. But so let's go there. You get a discount if you type in this is twenty. Uh, but I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a giveaway right now. Amelia. All right. Yeah, she'll be happy. I'll go ahead and message her and let her know that she won a wax melt. What is your favorite scent from Three Chicky Chicks so far? I like Mickey Waffles. Oh, yeah, that one's... I think I've heard smell that at your house, and it is, it's a good one. Yeah, I also have the spray. You can get the spray, and I have the spray for Mickey Waffles. It, it, it smells like Mickey Waffles. You just I'm use that instead of Axe Body Spray? Just spray it on yourself? Steve, <laughs> I would. I, I should. Steve is saying pirate water is his favorite in chat. Oh, so you like earth smell, huh? You like the earthy smell. Some more people are typing, so I'm gonna give them a second. What do you think, Jen? What's your favorite? Do you know? I like the grand is I don't know if it's the grand lobbies because they're but it's that I'm looking. Steve, I would not say it smells just like the ride. Next time you come to Disney, you bring that wax melt with you. You go to Disney, you ride the ride, you go to the hotel, you put that wax in, melt in, and you'll notice a difference. It's the Grand Lobbies. The Grand is the Lobbies. One that I, yeah, we yeah. have that one. That is really good. We have that one, That's too. one of my, yeah, the Grand Lobbies. That's, I love that. I like the clean smells like that. Mm. And just go to magicallyscented.com, and that's where you can go get your, your wax melts and your sprays and your candles. So go check them out. Also, I checked out the Big Shot with John Stamos, one of the Beach Boy members. I watched it too. He has a show on. Uh, you watched it? Yeah. Jen, did you watch it? No. What do you guys think of it? Well, what did you think of it, Alex? I liked it. It was interesting. John Stamos is doing well, a good job on it. He's he's you know showing more of his acting chops, I would say. Uh, and uh, so far, it's decent. It's all right. I mean, I love basketball. What there's kind of some editing issues where they edit it. People like people are on court and then all of a sudden they're cheering in the stands or on the bench. And uh, so that I kind of noticed a little bit. Other than that, I didn't even good. notice that. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good pickup, Alex. Well, I'm trying to figure out who their starting five is and where people are playing. <laughs> I'm like, who's playing center right now if the tallest girl is playing shooting guard? I don't understand. Alex what's is happening. like taking notes. He's taking stats. He's like, oh, number five got two. <laughs> She's got four points. Get her out. Like, <laughs> get yeah. her out. Yeah, it's the second quarter. Get her out of there. Yeah. She's like, he's like matching them up. He's gonna make like a whole like uh, statistic sheet going for the, so, for the show. So yeah, when they put in the shooting guard, and I was like, who they take out for the shooting guard? Because I was curious. And then I saw a girl. <laughs> Mouse wasn't taken out. Eleven wasn't taken out. That one girl wasn't. Other girl took the the block wasn't taken out. So I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> but you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty decent. Yeah, I thought it was good. It's one of those shows I'm gonna watch every week. You know, uh, it's just a fun show to watch. And. Also watched Falcon and Winter Soldier, which was really mm. good. That was it was probably one of my favorite ones. And Jen, you were saying because last week you watched it right before we recorded our show, right? Because we recorded a day late. Yeah, yeah, definitely very deep. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of deep stuff to really yeah. think about in the show. Uh, after watching it, I don't know about you, but you know the whole thing is kind of like why did why did Steve Rogers why did he pick Sam to be Captain America? And I believe that. This episode really, for me at least, it showed me why Steve Rogers picked Sam to be Captain America, right? It's because, you know, being an African-American Captain America, it, it was going to it was going to cause it was going to carry a lot of weight. Right. And I feel like Steve Rogers thinks that he can carry that weight. You don't think so, Alex? I don't think I had anything to race. I think Steve Rogers just out of everyone he knew, I think he felt that was the guy that could represent America the best. That's the guy who is. 100% American and will hold that shield in the on- highest honor. 
and represented the best. I don't think I don't think Steve Rogers saw color in any sense of it being a part of it. But it really brought it out in this episode. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's got to be brought now, and it's definitely they're doing a job at it for sure. Doing a great job at it. Yeah, they are. It just um, a powerful, thought-provoking episode. Yeah, yeah, and I think Sam. I feel when I like I said before, it's kind of like I was like, why is he giving it to Sam? Like I feel like you know, I don't feel like he would be a good Captain America after this episode. I feel like that he it would be a good Captain America. I feel like he fits the you know the. I feel like that he should be Captain America, and I feel like their friendship's great, Bucky and Sam. Yeah, uh, you know, I, they have a great friendship, and it's uh, it was a really it was a good episode. This this was definitely my favorite Falcon Winter Soldier episode. Oh yeah, I'm very excited leading into the finale. Is that this week? Yeah. Oh, is man. it the last one? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? What's after this one? What what is the um uh what is Loki right? The... Loki's not until June. Oh my yeah, gosh! There, there's so one I think in... I feel like we have a break. No, Unless Disney wouldn't do that to us. Else. Would they? I don't know. We're going to have to see, I guess. Don't worry, guys. We got Mighty Ducks, which I did watch. And I loved it. Are you caught up on Mighty Ducks, Alex? I am. Yeah, it's good, right? It is so good. And, you know, the <laughs> yes. kid who plays the goalie, uh, my wife and I watch because Christina's watching it, actually. She likes it a little bit. And uh, she's like, that kid looks familiar. I was like, yeah, that kid looks familiar, too. He was on America's Got Talent. Which one? The kid who played the goalie. Oh, really? What did he do? Was he singing? Yeah. He sings in the episode. And he's an amazing yeah, yeah, he sing- does, opera yeah. singer. He sang in America's Got Talent. Uh, way before he got on this show. So I recognized him and I was like, wow. And then when we figured that out, we're like, well, at some point he's got to sing. And then that same episode we figured out, he's saying uh, to distract the moms. Yeah, yeah. That was good. It was was a fun. I I love it, man. I love the Mighty Ducks. I'm loving all these new shows. You know, I feel like the Mighty Ducks, them making the TV shows is so much better than if they were to make a movie. I feel like it's just, you know, he's giving me a quick 30 minutes or whatever, 40 minutes in and out. You know, it's not like a long movie I have to watch. It's something I look forward to every Friday, but you're definitely all in on Mighty Ducks, right, Alex? Oh yeah. That kid is, that, the podcaster kid is hilarious. Oh, he he's so, so funny. funny. Jen, you need to watch it. Well, I'm going to have to watch something now because there's this big <laughs> lull in between. There's gotta be something else coming out. Marvel. There's gotta be. Yeah. Let's take a look. Something in the same genre. Something in the action adult genre. I was thinking maybe one of the Star Wars series was coming out, but I don't think so. Oh, yeah, man. That'd be cool. Let me see. Loki 616. Black Widow movie. Nope. What if summer 2021? What if it's going to be good, too? Uh, But yeah, it looks like we're going to have a little bit of a break in between the movie, between the shows. So, but yeah, you have to watch those Mighty Ducks uh, episodes and you have to watch the big shot. Uh, also, you know, our hundredth episode's coming up next week, which is oh, gonna be yeah. really exciting. So if you want to send us some questions, mm-hmm. you can send us questions. Just email us, this is 65 at gmail.com. You can message us on Instagram, this is 65, Twitter, this is 65. Go ahead and message us some questions so we can answer some questions. We're gonna be playing some clips, some of the some of our funny clips, and also answering the questions that we have gotten so far. So we've gotten a bunch. I uh I've listened to about six episodes the last three days. Six of our episodes past. Yeah, episodes. And you got you got some clips, right? Also, yeah, yeah. I'm writing them down as I hear them. Some uh, funny showstoppers, writing down the times and stuff, so I can pull it up and do some editing to pull it up somewhere. Uh, uh, uh order some Disney coffee. I just got that in the uh, came today. So uh, you know, we got a whole bunch of div- Disney 
inspired coffees. We one of them, the new ones that we've gotten is a Mickey. It's a classic Mickey Mouse. It's like a new one that they have. It's just like a classic Mickey Mouse like flavor, and Mickey's on the on the um, on the bag. Mm-hmm. So kind of excited to go. We ordered maybe like six or seven coffee bags. I hope you like bags it. Of coffee, huh? I hope you like it. Well, not of that one. We order ones that we like. That's the only one that we, I'm, come on, coffee's, I mean, uh, coffee's pretty much, for me at least, I know some people might, are going to be like, nah, but coffee's pretty much the same to me. Like Jen goes crazy about Tim Hortons. Don't hate on my coffee of choice. But listen, that I man. have a three pound container in my coffee bar right now. And I, if it wasn't so late, I'd have another cup. Yeah, but it's kind of like, and I, it's good. Don't get me wrong, but when you, had me had have the coffee and cam I'm kind of like well i mean i taste like coffee yeah that's just my it's, opinion i just do Folgers so, medium roast i just change up the creamer you you drink that coffee and then you drink starbucks coffee and you realize how unappealing starbucks coffee is really 100%. i like starbucks coffee because there's so much sugar in it but i rarely ever get short, uh, starbucks coffee um, but yeah, I got a whole bunch of Disney coffee. Go ahead and go to, you know, joffreys.com. You can go ahead and just like a coffee club and stuff like this. You can try a whole bunch of, uh, you know, different types of coffee, different types of flavor. The one that I'm talking about is a Disney Mickey Mouse classic blend. That's a new one. We also got, um, we got Alani. We got the Alani blend. Uh, oh, you got the, you got the Alani blend? Yep. And we got the Artige, Artist Point which is over at Saratoga Springs. You know, that's our home DVC resort because we got to represent. Um, we got a couple other ones. So it's definitely pretty cool. Uh, you know, they, they can, they're not too expensive, I don't think. And we enjoy them. Also, cruise announcement, The Wish. Are you excited, Jen? I RSVP'd for the unveiling. That's going to be awesome. Cannot wait to hear, hear about it. We think they're going to do that and then they're going to announce um reservations that's our thought that would be cool but i mean no one knows when they're gonna be selling anyway so how are they gonna make reservations well they would announce it it's supposed to be summer of 22 so that's almost over a year from now i mean i have reservations in november yeah but i mean hopefully get to go on it right i mean well we moved it from last year to this year november and now is you're now we're only just kind of sitting up and going hmm so but we're talking summer of 22 so mm-hmm. yeah sure um, i'm definitely looking forward to that announcement because i can't wait to start cruising again uh hopefully you know I, i'm pretty sure if, when the cruises do open up there's gonna be a lot of restrictions it's not gonna be the same at first uh but i'm definitely looking forward to kind of getting out getting on getting to cruise again so there's a lot of theories, um, a lot of people saying, um, you know, what they think the expectation will be. Disney, I feel like, has a little bit of a harder, um, a harder clientele that they're going to have to juggle because you think about the kid factor in that. Yep. Because a lot of people are saying, oh, you're just going to have to be vaccinated because of the close quarters and and things like that. And, you know, there's there's a demographic of people who won't or can't vaccinate. So that that's an issue. And that, and part of that includes, um, you know, kids. And that was one of the huge draws of a Disney cruise is, you know, the different and unique um, kids clubs. So how they're going to figure that out, we don't know. But because mm-hmm. they're being very, very, very tight lipped. Doesn't mean they're not taking your money, though, for reservations. That's why I really, really anticipate that they're going to be um, 
setting that up to start taking those reservations not too long after they show this. It's what, April 29th? Yeah, they'll be, yeah, they'll sell it like within a couple hours, probably. It's going to be, it's a, it's a platinum cruise fastest finger. Like we already talked about that. What, um, you know, there, I have a couple of my friends who are also, um, platinum. So it's kind of like, Hmm, you know, the entire ship is going to be at least the first couple of cruises, definitely the inaugural, it's all going to be platinum people because that's kind of the goal. Like everybody was pushing towards was to have that status before this one opened up. Mm -hmm. But okay, Alex, what'd you do in the world of Disney? I already went over it. I had it on my list. Talk about the melts and talk about Mighty Ducks. Okay. How about you, Jen? Um, well, see, Falcon was kind of, you know, last week because we did it on Friday. Other than that, I've just kind of been um, shoring up little odds and ends for a couple of Disney trips that we've got coming up in the future. So um, big one being Alani. That'll be kind of exciting to check out. And then um, my son's birthday. We're doing um, the cabins at Fort Wilderness. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. So, but so really not why are you going? No, but I just imagine it'll be fun. (laughs) That's the his on the carousel of progress. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHiz65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHiz.